What up, friends? I am Jeff Feinberg back here with you, breaking down another week of PGA Tour action for oddschecker.com slash US. Thank you to everybody who took in our PGA Championship content and who supported the release of our brand new podcast here at Odds Checker. Beat the odds. Go to all your, your favorite podcasting platforms. Odds Checker, beat the odds. My picks will be featured in them regularly as well. I mean, we're in the heat of it. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB in full go. The fights always seem to be happening. NFL futures changing daily with a rumor mill this time around. It's Julio. So there's always fun things being discussed on the Beat the Odds podcast presented by oddschecker.com slash US. Go check that out. Magical PGA Championship. Um, certainly not for my betting card. I don't bet guys that are 50 years old. And there have been a lot of them from, I don't know, Gay in the Fall. Westwood had that resurgence. Stewie sank. Now, 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 Phil, it was magical. The week will live forever in, in a great way. It will feel great forever. Um, so it was just so great to watch. If you're not going to hit a winning bet, I mean, that's the ending. That's the ending for me. So there it is. Congrats to all who either had the stones to pull that pre-tournament or found a huge number lying around Friday afternoon like I know a couple people did. I certainly wasn't one of them. We could talk about it more, but there's no point. There are bigger things happening in the world of golf. Not actually, Phil, just won a freaking major. The oldest player to ever win a major on the longest recorded major championship golf course. If they can end the simulation anytime now, I would be okay with it. Let's move on. I said there's bigger stories in golf. Well, at least for me, I'm eating up this Brooks Bryson drama. I feel a little bad for Brooks that the video got out. It shouldn't have in the same way Julio Jones got called on live TV yesterday and made a statement I don't know that he knew was on live TV. So uh, Brooks, you know, you're doing a pre-recorded post-round interview. You don't expect it to get out, but boy, oh boy, it did. And I got to tell you, it's Friday night. You just signed your scorecard, Brooks, to go off in the penultimate group, the second last group on the weekend at a major for Saturday. And the simple sight of Bryson DeChambeau and his clickety-clackety, clickety-clackety, Put you into orbit? Oh, I don't know. People can have whatever opinions they want. These are mine. But that was not a good look. That was not a good look. For such an alpha that Brooks likes to make himself out to be, that was pretty beta. And take it from me, a beta myself. Right? So I see it. Uh, that, was, that was embarrassing. I cannot believe. I mean, Brooks has all the accomplishments. Brooks has the trophies. But this Bryson character, um, I don't know. I think he's living rent-free in Brooks's head. Sad scene. Sad, sad scene. And I can understand why Brooks is a little turnt. Look at all the love and attention we give Bryson. We, I, I, he's adored in many ways, or the attention. Brooks, for all his trophies, for all his success always feels like he needs to prove himself again and again. So that is probably pretty tilting for Brooks Kepka. Um, yeah, so maybe in that respect, I can get it. But man, uh, in my opinion, whether I, I don't think Bryson spends much time thinking about Brooks, but Brooks, I think, spends quite a bit more time than we originally or ever assumed thinking about Bryson. I'm here for it. 
I think it's fun. Uh, I, you know, rivalries, anything manufactured or real, I think are good for the game. And, you know, it's, it's an, it encapsulates the narratives of both that are well-established and out there. Bryson never stops grinding, always working, whether he's having a great tournament, a bad tournament, even post those corny videos. I just think he so lacks self-awareness. Like, I think he has zero self-awareness, uh, Bryson, but I do believe he's truly authentic. Brooks, on the other hand, it, I'm crazy enough to think Bryson is authentic. Brooks, on the other hand, you know, he plays this whole, I only practice when I'm at events. Golf's not hard. You know, so it's the ultimate grinder worker versus the guy. It's like, no, th what, wh why do you make this so much harder than it needs to be? I'm having fun with it. I guess I'll just be rooting for whoever I have action on that week. But in the meantime, I'm soaking it all up. And you know who had a nice scotch last night? His name's Patty Harrington. Because these two stalwarts on Team USA hate each other. And Phil Mickelson probably just made the Ryder Cup team. <laughs> so I guess that's a good 24 hours for European Ryder Cup enthusiasts. Okay. Let's uh, let's move on. And if anyone wants to show up at Tory Pines with a big head of Bryson to follow around, around Brooks, you get a thumbs up from me, pal. Okay, let's be quick. That was just sort of my feeling. I could have done a whole other thing on the coverage from the weekend. Maybe I'll save that for tomorrow. I got to get into picks. Uh, Colonial, one of my favorite events of the year, Charles Schwab Classic. I love this event because I love old school classic golf courses that suit bombers, that suit tacticians. There, I mean, we've looked at the past history of winners here. There isn't really a prototype of player that this course suits. It suits all skill sets. All skill sets are given an opportunity to succeed. Sorry. Well, yeah, I said skill sets. I mean, good players, bad players, but I just mean uh, how guys go about winning. Your plotters can have great success here, and your bombers can have great success here. That was probably a better way of uh, putting it. What do we got? It's j barely over 7,200 yards, par 70, back on the bent grass. Um, approaches, approaches. We have some long par fours, and we have... Uh, Sorry, we have some long par threes. That's really where the length comes in from this course. Strokes gain approach and par fives, 350 to 400 yards. Those appear to be the keys heading into this, um, this event. Daniel Berger out of COVID won a real fun event last year, beating Morikawa in a playoff. Playoff, we're in Texas. Jordan Spieth is the favorite. Using that odds checker grid, I got co-favorites of Spieth and Thomas in behind them. Colin Morikawa, who lost in the playoff last year. Daniel Berger um, rounds out the guys under 20 to 1. We are skipping all of them. And for this moment in time, friends, we are going to skip the players in the 20s. We might come back to them tomorrow, or we might just keep stacking deeper. But I got four picks for you right now. Out of the gate. First move I made this week was Joachim Das Wonder Kid Neiman. Um, listen, some books out of the gate, as I said, we're throwing up 35s, 40s on, on Neiman. He is down to 30. I am still in on Neiman. Probably my favorite bet of this event. It is as low as 23 to 1. So use that odds checker grade 30 to 1. Let's get ourselves the best Neiman number. He famous he finished eighth here as a rookie. He loves classic golf courses. Uh we just gotta we just gotta not be a complete disaster around the greens. Uh but the putting I don't think the putting is nearly as bad as people have made it out to be. Uh 
his previous only win on a classical golf course, the Greenbrier. A lot of comps, a lot of guys that have had success at the Greenbrier have success at Colonial. I am here for Das Wonderkid, Joachim Neiman. Him and Brooks, though. Strokes gain goatee. Worked pretty good. Neiman was two under heading into the Sunday. Had an ugly Sunday, but he was probably trying to force everything. Maybe make something happen. Let's be quick. Let's move on. Uh, farther. Charlie Hoffman, guys. There might... We have form players on tour. We have form players on tour. Guys that get in form and ride the form. And then they're just a consortium of players that can play well with no form and are just really inconsistent maybe all the time. Charlie Hoffman, not one of those players. One of my favorite form players on tour. He is absolutely returning to, he is absolutely, uh, has returned to form. So we're going to ride it. He's got six top 20s in his last seven starts. He's got six top 20s in his last seven starts. He absolutely loves Texas golf. We've had wins at Valero. Um, we've had second places at the Texas Open. They changed the names of all these Texas events. So it kind of blurs. But we know he plays great in the wind. He was stroke first. Um, geez. He was first in, in greens in regulation last week. And he also did that at the Sony, which is an incredibly windy event. I'm going to take this Charlie Hoffman form. And we're going to take the 45 to 1. And we're going to be there Sunday as Charlie continues to put himself in position. Also moving along, 55 to 1. 55 to 1, as low as 40 to 1 when using that draft, uh, that odds checker board. That's where I get my numbers. Uh, I'm using that DraftKings 55 to 1. We're avoiding the 40 out there on Gary Woodland. Uh, 55 to 1 available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Have I mentioned the form with Hoffman? Well, we have also seen it with Gary Woodland, friends. Um, but, but, but six at the Valero had a great Wells Fargo. He, uh, he's uh, been gaining T to green in his last two events, eight strokes, four strokes, T10 here last year. It's a club down course. Gary Woodland showing all the signs of returning. And I'm expecting, if he, well, I don't want to say this, I'm expecting a big Gary pop soon. That could be at an Oceanside Major Championship golf course at Torrey Pines. Because you know we won at Pebble Beach. And if you watch a lot of that PGA Championship, man, oh, man, was Gary striking the hell out of the ball. Problem is we found a few too many hazards. Let's take Saturday, for example. Let's take Saturday, for example. The guy, I think, made three doubles. But, but there was a road for Gary, who teed off at two under going into Sunday, could have easily been in that second-to-last group. So it's all, all signs continue to point in the right direction for Woodland and um, at a club down course, 55 to one, really strong. Happy to get it. Thank you, uh, DraftKings. Made, pick, made, made making that pick easy. Uh, finishing this up for today, Matt Wallace. Matt Wallace has just been on an incredible run, and I'm going to stick with it. 70 to one. Friends, there were a lot of places that had him going off last week at 80 to one. We're losing 10 points, essentially. On that line for this event, 18th at Bay Hill, 3rd at Valero, 6th at Quail Hollow. Uh, again, you know, he flirted with a nice under par spot a few times before we got into the weekend at Quail, uh, sorry, at Quail Hollow, at Kiowa Island. Um, season stats, 10th in approach in the entire tour, 14th in Tita Green. All things pointing for that huge Matt Wallace moment. Last time we were in Texas, Jordan Spieth won. 
Yeah, Jordan Spieth's chalk. We're in Texas. There's a really good chance he's going to win again. Matthew Wallace in that final group, not just, I mean, on the Sunday, but for the week, struck the ball much better than Jordan Spieth. He was abandoned by his putter. I guess that's what's going to happen when you putt with your thumbs connected. I'm still a believer in Matt Wallace. Um, still room to make another move. There are a lot of veterans here. I don't know whether it was the Phil thing, but but guys like Sergio Kucher, Snedeker, all very live in my thought in my in my thought process. Or maybe we just add a, a twenty to one tomorrow with a Patrick Reed or a or a Tony Finau, who I think those twenty two to ones, as I'm seeing on the odds checker grid, twenty three to ones uh, using that odds checker grid are incredibly fair on those guys in this field. And I, I like to be in the twenties. So we'll see where I do, uh, I do get in there. Also worth noting. Nah, we'll talk about it tomorrow, but there Chris Kirk opened at 125 on some books and he dropped to 50 quickly. So hopefully you were lucky and caught one of those one twenty fives. It's kind of impossible to tout at this point. Um, you know, it's one thing to tout Neiman, Opened it pretty much, I you know, 38, 35, 40. Now he's 30. That's a lot different than, I mean, Chris Kirk's been cut in half. Chris Kirk's been cut in half. But we'll probably have something with Kirk uh, for the prop sheet. So like, sub, comment. Those will be out tomorrow. If you sub to this video, it'll drop right into your feed. Leave a comment. Tell me who you think is going to win the Charles Schwab. And give this video a like. I would really appreciate it. But one of the few wins I could get these days. Ha ha. Uh, but in all seriousness, let's have some fun. Let's keep grinding. I'm Jeff Feinberg. More PGA Tour action to come this week on Odds Checker. And don't forget, catch the Beat the Odds podcast. Find it on all your favorite podcast platforms from oddschecker.com slash US daily. Uh, so I'm out and we'll be back tomorrow. Let's get off the mat here.